Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ex surgat Deus disipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derunteu ma facie eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. I'm going to go ahead and bring you a an article from the Gray Zone. <clears throat> Was the hacking of Ottawa trucker convoy donors a U.S.-Canadian intel op? Kind of important to know, and I figure this is actually something important enough for you guys to know so that you can begin to start taking maybe your internet security a little bit more secu- seriously. However, before we get started, let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diabolias sopra isidium. Imperatili Deus supplicas abracamur, duque princeps militae calestis, sat, satra maliosque spiritus malignos, quod perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Speculum justitiae, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus acutus, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facim tuum et salvi erimus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Coceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> On the off chance that uh, Blessed Carlos Acutis is actually um, rightfully canonized, I don't really know for sure, but since he is actually the patron of the internet... <clears throat> I figured I'd err on the side of caution on this one and ask that saint to pray for us. Patron of the internet, kind of kind of prescient or kind of salient to this article. All right, so from The Gray Zone. This is actually published on the 18th of February, um, about a week ago by uh, as as of the recording of this episode. Was the hacking of Ottawa Trucker Convoy donors a U.S.-Canadian intel operation? This is by Kit Clarenberg. Aubrey Cottle, the hacker claiming credit for stealing convoy donor info, has boasted of work with the FBI and Canadian law enforcement. The data was published by DDO, um, 
Digital Denial of Secrets, an anti-WikiLeaks nonprofit whose founder has disclosed, quote, work in national security and counterintelligence, close quote. <clears throat> so, DDoS, so DDoS, in this case, Digital Denial of Secrets, um, is a state actor, basically, what it seems like anyway. From the article. On February 13th, the names and personal details of almost 100,000 individuals who donated some sums to support the Canadian truckers' protest against the vaccine mandates through the crowdfunding site Give, Send, Go appeared online via dis, uh, distributed, de oh, excuse me, distributed denial of secrets, <clears throat> an online archive seeking to easily connect journalists and researchers with leaked information. Now, we say leaked information, and this is actually kind of cute. I'm going to go ahead and dive in here real quick. If this is um, a, if these are individuals hoping to work on behalf of the state, what they did was they stole the information. And so this is actually an illegal operation. If this was individuals operating on behalf of the state, then we have a bigger problem in all honesty. And that's what this, and that's what this news article is largely about. Continuing from the article. The mainstream media used the trove to frame the convoy as essentially foreign funded and harass small donors from average backgrounds. Numerous fascinating nuggets, such as the gifting of $215,000 by a donor whose identity, email, IP address, and zip code was not recorded by the website, unlike every other giver, were in the process ignored. The hack and leak represented just the latest broadside against the convoy activists. Hours later, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau activated the Emergencies Act for the very first time in Canadian history, an unprecedented move effectively suspending the civil rights of the protesters and granting federal law enforcement the power to seize their bank accounts without a court order. An alleged founder of hacktivist collective Anonymous, Canadian Aubrey Cottle, took credit for the hack of the convoy donor's information in the form of an online, quote, manifesto, close quote, and accompanying video overlaying a clip from the Disney musical Frozen. Echoing liberal Canadian politicians, Cottle accused the convoy of holding Ottawa, quote, hostage for weeks while terrorizing the peaceful citizens who live there, close quote. I'm just, I just kind of want to point out that anybody who's willing to do something like this may not be quite as peaceful as they claim. Continuing from the article, the hacker went on to basis, baselessly allege that the donations were being used, quote, to fund an insurrection, close quote, we've heard that language before, and that individuals who had contributed had also bankrolled that January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. And that's how we heard that line before. Next, Cottle warned without evidence that the global, quote, convoy movement, close quote, could be, quote, a cover for a type of Trojan horse attack where extremists and militia groups arrive in large numbers with weapons, close quote. As, quote, large convoys of trucks moving in capital cities will look normal given the theme of these worldwide protests. <clears throat> Mandy Statmiller, verified account on Twitter, said on Twitter, quote, absolutely nothing I say could ever prepare you for this video of Aubrey Cottle, dude who hacked hashtag gives and go, writhing, preening, full-throated, screaming into the camera. 
what are you going to do to me, huh? And I got to be perfectly honest with you. Um, watching this person, literally, like sitting there looking into the camera, live feeding, and screaming as he's sort of wriggling and writhing back and forth. I heard, I heard it actually compared as uh, sort of serpentine sort of movement, and that's definitely accurate. Anyway, from the article, continuing. It was characteristically volatile outburst. It was a characteristically volatile outburst from the eccentric hacker who has been praised in mainstream media for taking on the far right despite the, his history of overtly and anti-Semitic commentary. From Aubrey Cottle, uh, looks like on Twitter. <clears throat> what, Wolfenstein, what Wolfenstein is teaching me. Huh. Oh, man, I really can't. Uh, man, I don't even want to say this quote. This is actually pretty horrifying. I'm going to say it. So, um, yeah, I've given you more than enough time to prepare for this. I'm not going to say the curse, but the rest of it is, is I'm about to say. Quoting Aubrey Cottle. What Wolfenstein is teaching me. Jews are technology hogging jerks that prevent us from colonizing space. Century, several centuries ago, a-holes cleaned for content oof i gotta be perfectly honest with you if you saw the video you already know he's a detestable human being continuing from the article operating in broad daylight for many years the prolific cyber warrior has somehow been able to function freely without any legal repercussions coddle's impunity may stem in part from his apparently intimate relationship with a variety of intelligence services in 2007 coddle was reportedly visit uh, visited at home by a representative of canada's security intelligence service at csis csis the nation's equivalent to the cia which wished to exploit his hacking uh, uh to exploit his hacking news to battle quote al-qaeda and terrorist groups close quote he allegedly declined the offer after some consideration. Nonetheless, Cottle claims to have, quote, often dealt with the feds, close quote, such as the FBI, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. His, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, wow, that's a really weirdly, okay. Nonetheless, Cottle claims to have, quote, often dealt with feds, close quote, such as the FBI and Royal Canadian Mounted Police. His activities include running, quote, child porn honeypot operations, close quote, involving multiple sites that, quote, still give him nightmares, close quote. Quote, I've done work for the FBI before and I give zero Fs. Again, cleaning for content. Close quote. Cottle wrote on Twitter on January 20th, 2017. <clears throat> Tweet from Aubrey. Um, at still bad, not good at B, uh, B A Staricus at Overmayer. Long story short is I helped RCMP and M Interpol shut down 12 Chan after a bunch of social engineering. <clears throat> and then I've, I've done work with, with the FBI bef before, and it was a decade ago involving RCMP, FBI. My web communities have made Fox News, hackers on steroids. I really do not care. <clears throat> As the right-wing outlet 
American Greatness noted, Cottle has boasted that he has been, quote, lucky, close quote, enough to be granted, quote, the blessing of alphabet agencies, close quote, slang for intelligence services to, quote, weaponize anonymous, quote, uh, close quote, for, quote, anti-terrorism, close quote, purposes. Sorry, that sounds very, very blocky, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> I was lucky enough to have the blessing of alphabet agencies to weaponize anonymous as an anti-terrorism thing to boot. Those that came after me, not so much. I'm Canadian too, so that changes the calculus, and it was a laughable concept too. That was Aubrey on Twitter. Further indications of Cottle's ties to law enforcement arrived in July 2021 when journalist Barrett Brown released documents revealing how the hacker had co collaborated with notorious neo-Nazi cyber activist Weave to conduct major hacks that could be blamed on Antifa. Brown suggests this, quote, just happened, close quote, by Gives and Go, or via Gives and excuse me, Gives and Go. <clears throat> on Twitter, we released documents in July. Uh, this is from Barrett Brown. Um, we released documents in July showing FBI assets led by Nazi leader Weave and fronted by racist police asset Aubrey Kirtaner Cottle were planning to conduct major anonymous hacks that would be blamed on Antifa. Just happened by Give, Send, Go. Cottle had re has recently taken to Twitter to praise the Canadian government for activating the Emergencies Act. The hacker declared, quote, they effed around and found out, close quote, though his Twitter account has since been locked. He has continued to brag about his Gives and Go hack in a series of bizarre videos. In another possible hint of national security state involvement, a nonprofit self-styled whistleblower site called Distributed Denial of Secrets or DDoS Secret, or DDO Secrets has taken possession of the information supposedly obtained by Cottle and begun distributing it to or distributing it to mainstream media outlets. Besides targeting right-wing websites, DDO Secrets has been uh, previously been implicated in hacking operations against the Russian government. Its founder, Emma Best, has di disclosed a record of, quote, work in national security counterintelligence, close quote, documents. Further, Best is a vitriolic antagonist of Julian Assange and has gone to extreme lengths to paint him as an asset of the Kremlin. And she looks like a very friendly person. No, no, she doesn't. I'll give you a hint. Um, Half-shaved head, nose ring, glasses, flannel. And a very smug look on her face. DDO Secrets founder Smears Assange implicates WikiLeaks. Before its role in publicizing the Gifts and Go donor list, DDO Secrets published lists of Gifts and Go donors to causes such as the heavily FBI-penetrated Proud Boys, Kyle Rittenhouse, and an effort to fight, quote, voter fraud in the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Clearly aligned with liberal and Democratic Party objectives, DDO Secrets has also been a key hosting ground for terabytes of hacked data on private and public communications between members of militias, neo-Nazi, and far-right groups hacked from social networks Gab and Parler, which Cottle claims to have obtained himself. I swear this thing actually says themself, and no, I'm not kowtowing to that crap. Data scraped from Parler, including video from the January 6th riot, was subsequently used in the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump in February 2020. Excuse me. Yeah, 2020. Something like that. 
in February. That's not quite right. Anyway, whatever. DDO Secrets is a largely opaque outfit operated by an almost entirely anonymous or pseudonymous uh, or pseudonymous uh, team living across the globe. It's Founder Emma Best is the group's most prominent public-facing member, a former WikiLeaks collaborator and prolific freedom of informa- freedom of information requester. Best's dissident bona fides seem, on the surface, to be beyond doubt. In 2016, after hammering the FBI with seemingly endless FOIA demands, the bureau appears to have considered prosecuting Best for quote vexum close quote activities. Five years later, it outright banned Best from filing such requests at all, but the decision was later overturned. Best also played a pivotal role in in compelling the CIA to publish its 13 million strong declassified document archive online in 2017. Likewise, DDO Secrets' June 2020 release of 220, excuse me, 269 gigabytes of sensitive U.S. law enforcement fusion center data, dubbed, quote, Blue Leaks, close quote, exposed all manner of abuses, corruption, and uh, criminality and excesses on the part of American police forces, leading to official investigations and the seizure of servers hosting the information in Germany by local authorities. So why have mainstream media enthusiastically embraced DDO secrets while advancing the Western security state's crusade against WikiLeaks. The latter organization has faced condemnation, censure, and designation by the CIA as a, quote, non-state hostile intelligence agency, close quote, Uh, (laughs) leading to the agency hatching plots to kidnap or even kill its founder, Julian Assange, while subjecting his collaborators to intensive surveillance and harassment. By contrast, in 2019, the same year Julian Assange was arrested in London's Ecuadorian embassy and hauled off to Belmarsh Prison to face extradition to the U.S., the federally funded Congressional Research Service recognized Best's organization as a legitimate, quote, transparency collective, close quote. And not long after the IRS granted it 501c3 nonprofit status. The repeated hailing by mainstream and U.S. government sources of DDO secrets as a WikiLeaks successor or even its replacement is all the more perverse given that Best has repeatedly published private Twitter communications between the WikiLeaks collaborators. The contents of these private discussions were dished out to corporate news outlets like BuzzFeed, which presented them uh, as proof Assange was deliberately seeking to secure the election of Donald Trump and knowingly collaborating with Russian intelligence to do so. I'm going to go ahead and skip that because it gets weird. Numerous interviews conducted by Best over the years have amplified, excuse me, amplified the fraudulent narratives used to frame Assange as a Russian asset. In the eyes of many, they have played a role in justifying or minimizing his life-threatening incarceration in Britain's Gitmo on trumped-up bogus charges. A handful of independent journalists have been harshly critical of Best as a result, wondering how the public interest was served by publishing private communications that implicated WikiLeaks in a security state intrigue. The DDO Secrets founder has consistently attempted to parry criticism by claiming their actions were not an attempt to attack or undermine Assange and and were, quote, curated for relevance, close quote. However, Best's Best overwhelmingly curated 
overwhelmingly curated comments and interactions, painting Assange and WikiLeaks in the worst possible light, which inevitably proved extremely alluring to a hostile media. Any exculpatory content included in the leaks was summarily and unsurprisingly ignored. What's more, the DDO Secrets founder, excuse me, the DDO Secrets founder's own urging, surging contempt for Assange is unambiguous. Over the years, Best has branded Assange as among things, as among things, a, quote, cowardly, transphobic, anti-Semitic trash person made of tepid mayo and a bleached wig. Close quote. Oi. Court documents detail Best's pursuit of counterintelligence work. The Gray Zone has obtained court documents from November 2013 related to Best's application to change their to change her name. <laughs> Oi, Morona. This is compl- this is complicated. I may actually have to concede to this because I saw the picture. I'm pretty sure it's a girl. <clears throat> anyway, to change her name from Daniel McCurdy Burnett to to Mike Best. The files indicate Best was quote currently actively pursuing a course of study in national security and counterintelligence work and intended uh, close quote and intended to be employed full time in the field of national security and counterintelligence. One of the reasons best, uh, I might be a dude, who the hell knows at this point? I don't even know at this point. <clears throat> One of the reasons best requested a name change was as follows, quote, concerns about pop- possible harassment from extremist activists against his family and relatives as a result uh, of his work in national security counterintelligence, if a connection can be easily found through Google between his family birth name and his professional name. And maybe that's a dude? I'm going to scroll back up and give me just a second. I got to scroll back up. I suppose it could be a dude. Honestly, at this point, I don't know. Maybe hard to tell. Looking at the picture, really, really hard to tell. Are we surprised? Let's be real for just a moment. Are we surprised? This dubious, continuing from the article, uh, this dubious background is referenced in a glowing May 2020 Der Spiegel article covering Best's work in ob- exposing the offshore financial arrangements of wealthy Germans. The report, remote, the report noted that, quote, a few years ago, close quote, Best had worked for subcontractors, quote, hired by U.S. counterintelligence, close quote, but had left allegedly, quote, after running into bureau- bureaucratic obstruction and disregard for source safety from an international organization, close quote. Without providing further detail, Best claimed to have kept to have not kept in touch with, quote, old colleagues. Nonetheless, in 2019, the digital activist embarked on a research project with an ex-NSA hacker to unearth U.S. government documents related to historical cyber attacks. On Twitter, Best batted away a request for comment by this reporter about the court documents detailing their, quote, work in national security counterintelligence, close quote, stating, quote, I don't plan on answering all your inane questions, close quote. Whatever such activities entailed, Best DDO Secrets work has often advanced the critical priorities of U.S. intelligence. CIA hack and dump ops against Iran and Russia raise further suspicions. 
In November 2021, Yahoo News reported that the administration of the U.S. president of U.S. President Donald Trump authorized the CIA to, quote, run wild with covert actions in a bid to destabilize Iran. In 2018, Trump sanctioned the agency to conduct, quote, much more aggressive, uh, offensive cyber abilities uh, activities, leading the CIA, leading to the CIA launching, quote, covert hack and dump operations against Iran and Russia and, quote, cyber attacks on Iranian infrastructure with less White House oversight than before. By the way, for those of you who think that Donald Trump is a great guy, I got to be honest with you, this shows a tremendous lack of judgment. Given that DDO Secrets was launched in December that same year, the timing of the effort was striking. The first major coup of DDO Secrets arrived weeks later when it published 175 gigabytes of, quote, messages and files from Russian politicians, journalists, oligarchs, religious figures, and nationalist terrorists in Ukraine. Hmm. The collection was dubbed, quote, the dark side of the Kremlin, and avowed sourcing and avowedly sourced from a hacking spree conducted against Russian targets. And it's from the Hill because these guys, oh Lord in heaven. Do you see how big and deep this is? Like, I don't even know necessarily if I want to go all the way into this because I don't know how much more of this I can actually get to. Oh, no, looks like I can get to it all. Continuing from the article, best claim to the New York Times that the tranche was not published, quote, explicitly as payback for Russia's alleged release of DNC emails in 2016, while remarking that, quote, it does add some appreciable irony, close quote. She also used the opportunity to take aim once again at Assange and WikiLeaks, stating she was, quote, disappointed at their dishonest and egotistic behavior. What a narcissist. I don't even use that word all that often because I don't like to, I don't know. I personally, I think in the Christian space and the Catholic space, it's overused. Best insisted that her organization had posted material favorable, favorable to Assange leaked from the Ecuadorian embassy in London. This refers to internal files from National Intelligence Secretariat, C9, a now defunct Ecuadorian intelligence agency charged with protecting the WikiLeaks chief and extracting him to safety. The Guardian reported on these documents in 2018 and went to great pains to present Sinine as villains in the process. Oddly, those files have been removed, have since been removed from the DDO, DDO Secrets archive. <clears throat> in November of that year, the Intercept and New York Times published a number of articles titled, quote, The Iran Cables, based on an unprecedented leak of 700 pages of reports supposedly compiled by Tehran's Ministry of Intelligence and Security. The series sought to expose the scale of Iranian influence in Iraq, in the process revealing the surprising ways which Iranian and U.S. interests often aligned in the years following the illegal war. The release of the leaked files may have played a role in escalating conflict between the U.S. and Iran. New York Times story based on material focused heavily on the alleged role of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani as the sad, shadowy puppet master of the Iraqi government, claiming he, more than anyone else, had employed the dark arts of espionage and covert military action to ensure the Shia power remains ascendant. Two months later, Soleimani was incinerated in an illegal U.S. drone strike launched as he left Baghdad International Airport for a peace conference. I suppose it's accurate to say that it was an illegal U.S. drone strike. In truth, I actually never really thought about it. Hmm. Just seeing that sentence kind of made me have to stop and look at it. 
<clears throat> An Intercept article purporting to tell the true, quote, story behind the cable's re release wove a dramatic narrative straight out of a Le Carre, uh, excuse me, Le Carre novel, Le Carre novel, and which may have been just as fictional, claiming nameless, a nameless Iraqi approached a publication with the material in order to let the world know what Iran is doing in my country. Even if the outlet's narrative was accurate and the Russian and Iranian documents troves had not been obtained through the CIA hack and dump operation sanctioned under Trump, it would be an extraordinary, if not inexplicable, coincidence that the content which precisely matched that description was released the following year. The CIA hack and leak operations are an increasingly common information warfare tactic. For example, in June 2021, a U.S. government official acknowledged Washington was secretly financing investigative journalists and investigative NGOs and employing components of the, of the intelligence community, including the agency to expose corruption by public officials abroad, having cre created the Organized Crime and Corruption Project, or the OCCRP, to serve as a funnel for this material. OCCRP is funded by a welter of U.S. intelligence cutouts, including the U.S. Agency for International Development, that's USAID, or USAID, and the National Endowment for Democracy, because that sounds so not dangerous. In October 2021, the OCCRP released the Pandora Papers, raising obvious questions about whether the underlying information was obtained through a U.S. intelligence-related hack. Back in December 2019, DDO Secrets partnered with the OCCRP to publish documents and data related to the operations of Formations House, which registered and operated companies for organized crime syndicates, dubious state-owned companies, and fraudulent banks. Whether DDO Secrets and its founder are witting or unwitting pawns of the CIA is a moot point. Its commitment to publishing and hosting as, a, a, as much leaked material as possible makes the organization an extremely attractive conduit for ill-gotten, sensitive documents, and the origins of this material is never questioned by news outlets that report on it. After all, the imprimatur of DDO Secrets lends its release credibility and legit legitimacy. I remember... Not too long ago when it used to do that, when WikiLeaks actually did that exact same thing. I wonder, is it possible that this heifer decided that Julian Assange was a has-been and decided to take him out? Just a thought. DDO Secrets has been scrupulous about attributing sources in particular cases. For example, the DDO Secrets entry on the DNC emails released by WikiLeaks forcefully asserts the documents were hacked by Russian intelligence services. This claim was undermined, however, by the admission of the CEO of CrowdStrike, the cybersecurity firm that made the attributions, admitting under oath that there is no concrete evidence the emails were actually exfiltrated by anyone. Meanwhile, other entries are careful to note constituent material was released by individuals associated with Russian intelligence and may include, quote, four. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Documents. The only comparable disclaimer that can be found in respect of any Western intelligence service anywhere else on the DDO Secrets website today relates to the Syrian government emails originally dumped by WikiLeaks. The emails now include an accompanying blurb noting, quote, the hack itself was not, emphasis in the original, so not, directly sponsored or conducted by Washington, although its subsequent release was carried out under the direct supervision of the U.S. by FBI informant Hector Sabu Monsegur. Monsegur. However you say his name, not very important. <clears throat> Since its foundation, DDO Secrets has provided a reliable archive for compromising information and data tranches stolen from the servers of foreign states which happen to be in the U.S. government's crosshairs. Following Biden's call to Trudeau, during which he demanded swift action against the trucker's convoy filling downtown Ottawa and blockading U.S.-Canadian border crossings in protest of vaccine mandates, DDO Secrets, <clears throat> once again, uh, surfaced once again as a promotional platform for hacked data on convoy donors. And while Assange languishes in prison, DDO Secrets is once again shopping its data to mainstream media outlets and advancing the critical interests of crisis-wracked Western governments. So the short answer. Was the hacking done by the U.S. and Canadian governments? Or at least with their tacit approval? I believe the short answer is yes. It would seem that the hackers, which used to be non-state actors, and uh, like I got to be honest with you, I kind of wish the day, I kind of wish we could return to the days when they were simply terrorists and they weren't government attack dogs, because that's really what seems to be going on here. If you get big enough, if you get bright enough, if you get shiny enough, suddenly the government employs attack dogs to go after you. And since they've applied their attack dogs, which, no joke, a few years before, like, these guys would have been terrorists. Every last one of them would have been hauled into jail. So what do they do? They go, well, we're not going to haul you into jail. We're just going to say, how about you come work for us? <clears throat> and I will tell you that of the people, of the community of hackers that I know, Most lie low if they really don't want to become targets for consumption by the by respective governments. When I see stuff like this, I can't help but like I really just want to bring the whole thing down. I understand that there's going to be tremendous amount of suffering. 
And I don't want the suffering, obviously. I don't want people to suffer, obviously. But we're quickly reaching the point where we're just going to actually just have to deal with the fact that, um, what was the term they used in Die Hard 4? That a fire sale is just necessary. Because these agencies have gotten too big for their britches. It's like, well, we have the power to do all of these things. And yet they don't have the authority. They have sort of a cheap veneer of authority because people just won't go after them. It was even Senator Chuck Schumer who said of Donald Trump when he decided he was going to go after the intel agencies and start to clean them out at the under the advice of General Mike Flynn that the intel community can screw you six ways from Sunday. And that is a direct quote. The intel com- community can, quote, screw you six ways from Sunday. He actually said that on CNN. And the question actually is, when are we going to disband these agencies? Oh, we have to have the FBI. It's, it's a necessary agency. Is it really? Because it was founded on, it was founded by a guy who chose to spy on politicians who chose to spy on politicians and work with the mafia of various nations, and that's why I'm just going with mafia, chose to work with the mafia, would receive kickbacks from the mafia, and would only go after people on his agenda. And this was the founder of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Do we really need the Secret Service? Do we need the... Like, seriously, as you run down the list, do we need the Secret Service? Do, first, should the President of the United States have bodyguards in our current political system based on... I mean, even just, to, you know, stretched out throughout history? Yes, of course. Probably should just be bodyguards, though. Because the Secret Service is actually a subsidiary of the Department of the Treasury. How does that work? Because the federal government doesn't mint any coins. The Federal Reserve, which is neither a government agency, nor actually any kind of a bank, is is what actually mints our currency. So do we actually need a Department of the Treasury? Well, how are you going to investigate bank fraud? Well, I don't know. How about you limit the capacities of these transactions to take place? How about you simply don't put the systems? But we need the systems. Do we really? Dear family, I'll tell you this right now. I will trade space travel. I will trade space travel. I will hand off space travel to make sure that the people can't be targeted by the government. And if they are targeted by the government, then to make sure that it is codified into law, that the moment you show up to my house to arrest me for something you didn't actually have the authority to come after me for, I shoot you in the face. That's simple. Oh, we have this law. Well, really, I don't recognize that law, so I'm going to shoot you in the face. Because the laws that I recognize are the ones that are actually right and good and true, and they were revealed by God. I don't have to worry about human intervention 
in in figuring out the Ten Commandments. Nobody had to teach me that one from humanity. Because it's weird. All of the people who, who purport to say, well, we're trying to keep all of these things from happening are also doing all of these things. I've always been a huge proponent against the idea of undercover sting operations. I am against no-knock warrants. In point of fact, actually, if you got rid of most of the laws that would cause a no-knock warrant, you know, like drug trafficking, look, I don't support drugs. I don't support drug use. But if you're going to but if you're going to target one type of commerce, doesn't matter what it is. You could decide that you want to target coffee. If they came out and said we're going to we're going to conduct a war on caffeine and coffee. And so the only drinks that you're going to be able to have are non-caffeinated either decaf, well actually coffee altogether is just going to be illegal because it could be because even decaf coffee would still have a small amount of caffeine in it. We're going to go after Coca-Cola and 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 Pepsi and Barks and Mountain Dew and all that other stuff. Okay. So we're just going to say that there's, they're going to execute a war on caffeine. Well, all you're going to do is create a black market for caffeine. That's it. We're going to conduct a war on drugs. Well, look at how that, look at how that's turned out. We're going to ban the sale of particular drugs that we have decided are more dangerous than others. And yet we're going to let, Big pharmaceutical companies peddle other drugs because they are sort of designer drugs, like they designed them and they've been quote unquote tested and they've been approved by the FDA, even though they're the cause of hundreds of thousands of deaths every year. Or we can go the other route. We don't go after drug sales. We don't go after drug trafficking. We just go after violent criminals. And if, for example, you know that there's a member of MS-13 and they actually wear markings on their body to verify that they have killed someone, maybe they'd stop actually marking their bodies in such a way. But since they do, you can simply take that body modification as a confession and shoot them on sight. Does this sound extreme? Yes. Is it necessarily going to work? No. Would it work as an alternative to that chaos that we have at our quote-unquote southern border? And I'm saying quote-unquote southern border not because it's open, but because given all of the actions of the United States government, I am now no longer convinced that the U.S.-Mexico border is actually a border for the United States. It's really just a checkpoint within the American empire. Because when it comes to territorial integrity, and I look at the map of everywhere where we have troops, we were all about defending the integrity of the territory of Ukraine because we had troops there and Russia was going in. Because Ukraine was trying to become a vassal state to the West, which is merely an assembly of vassal states 
of the United States. And maybe that is why they don't care about the southern border is because they don't believe we have a southern border. They believe that the border of the United States actually wraps around Russia and China and maybe North Korea. And that's pretty much it. Everyone else is everyone else are vassals to the United States. And that would certainly change my thinking because then I start looking at territorial integrity very differently. If I believe those are the borders and and we're actually dealing with like Venezuela and uh, Cuba and Russia and Iran and China and North Korea as really being the hostile entities, and then everybody else is simply either wittingly or unwittingly vassal states to the United States, then yes, I would absolutely protect the territorial integrity of the vassal states and maybe not pay quite so much attention to the southern border of the United States. Because it would be my already it would already be in my consideration that there's no southern border to the United States because the United States stretches all the way down to Chile, the southern tip of Chile. Now, that's just a consideration to take into account. It certainly would change my motivations. And even if I was wrong about it, if you look at the way the West, in particular the United States, has a tendency to handle the rest of the world, we actually treat the rest of the world like the federal government treats, the U.S. government treats the vassal states of the world in the same way that a despotic, tyrannical empire would treat the vassal states. Vis-a-vis, let's compare, Rome and Judea. Explain to me how explain to me how what the US government does with regards to Ukraine, with regards to Iran, with regards to um Afghanistan, explain to me how it's different. The way the US treated Afghanistan versus the way Rome treated Judea. You want to know why they don't care about the southern border? Because they believe everybody in the Western Hemisphere is American. I mean, there's a nominal border and they have somewhat kind of respect for our vassal state to the north. But they did actually sort of let the mask slip when Joe Biden called Justin Trudeau and gave him recommendations on how to handle the truckers. Canada is not a free state. You're a vassal state of the United States. It's that simple. Do you like it? Probably not. I don't like it either. Because I was sold on the notion that people had a right to determine for themselves how best to raise their families, how best to conduct their own commerce. And the only thing that's really changed is now my paradigm for determining what is right can be found in the Catechism of the Council of Trent, also known as the Roman Catechism. That's the only thing that's really changed. You have a right to everything that is right, good, true, and beautiful. You don't have a right to everything else. However, neither am I going to sit on the throne of God and stop you. Because I'm not God, I'm just a guy. 
And even if I were a potentate of some nation or a group of nations, until you actually harm someone else, I'm not getting in there. It's that simple. That sort of stuff can be handled at a significantly lower level than some war on drugs. And I would like to think that, oh yeah, well, we like to try and go after child sex traffickers. The CIA is a bunch of child sex traffickers. The FBI aren't going after anybody who's actually sex trafficking. Because they would have because they would have scooped up Jeffrey uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein way before. And rather than letting him not kill himself under federal custody, they would have actually flipped him and gone after everyone else. So clearly, they're not as concerned about child sex trafficking as some of you may be. The way they handled Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell make it clear to me that they're not interested. They're only interested in looking like they're going after it. They're perfectly willing to use child sex trafficking as a honeypot. Which, by the way, (laughs) here's a real fun fact. That article I just got done reading, man, as, as soon as I said that, I just realized that that article had said exactly what I was talking about, about the CIA using child sex trafficking as a honeypot. Now, sometimes they might honeypot and get, you know, people, you know, the dirty people from time to time, because you do need to make those arrests from time to time. You have to make it look like this is what we're going after. And we're actually doing something to justify the hundreds of billions of dollars being flushed down the toilet that is called our budget. But if they were really interested, they wouldn't use child sex trafficking as a honeypot. They might just go, hey, that guy's, that guy's into kitty. He's into diddling kitties. Cool. Drone strike. Those guys are actually trafficking the kitties. Oh, we can't stop that because that's making money. Here's something that I have completely unproven. This is an entire this is entirely speculation on my part. But what do you want to bet that the CIA is actually helping fund child sex trafficking? That's right, I said it. What do you want to bet the CIA is actually working with the Los Cetas cartel? With the Sinaloa cartel? What do you want to bet that they're actually working with these people? Oh, they're catching your occasional terrorist or whatever. But what do you want to bet they're actually working with these people, actually helping these people? I mean, we already know Catholic Charities is helping these people. We already know that the FBI was engaged with the mafia. So is it really that? I mean, we were funding the heroin trade coming out of Afghanistan. Or not funding. We were using the heroin trade to fund the CIA in Afghanistan. And then we turn around and told them, well, you can't really, you got to stop farming poppies and opium and stuff. Give me a freaking break, boss. We've been on both sides of all of this crap. <clears throat> so, painful question. What do you want to bet 
that the intelligence agencies in the United States and probably some around the world, but most especially the United States, since this is located in America, at least for the time being, or this podcast is anyway, what do you want to bet they're actually funding? What do you want to bet they're actually coordinating? What do you want to bet they were actually supplying some of the weapons used by the used by these people, MS-13 and all that other crap? Would you be willing to bet your life that the CIA was fully on the up and up with all this stuff? I mean, they talk about it at the border. Oh, they've got all this crazy stuff, but who's not paying attention? Oh, that's right. The federal government. Why aren't they paying attention? Probably. Well, for the same reason they weren't paying attention to the 14 odd CIA agents who were using child, who were actually consuming child pornography and two of them that were actually engaging in sexual activities with kitties. And I'm going to say it like this. The RCMP, as pointed out uh, by the very good friend of the show, Milan, the RCMP has already been vetted out. I mean, the, 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 the fact that they thought they could just ride horses through a crowd can tell you right there, right then and there, that they didn't actually care for their safety. They didn't put a line of policemen to protect the crowd from the horses and, and vice versa. They just walked the horses through the crowd. <clears throat> the German police, the Austrian police, the Australian police. All of these people have been filtered out. <clears throat> and I know it's not all police. I know my own I know my own cousin is trying to bide his time. Just trying to scrape his way and try to make it to retirement so he can get the heck away from it. I know it's not everybody. Oh, pray for my cousin that he does manage to scrape away and at least get to his retirement. Cuz I know cuz I know him watching all this stuff and getting and getting roped into having to coming very close to having to do some of this crazy stuff. I mean, he's been really good about making sure he can dodge out of most of it, but you got to know that's getting more difficult, but these organizations for the most part have already been ideologically purged. They have the automatons that they need in the badges to do the job. Some of these people are more than willing to do the job. They're not automatons. They're willing, active, eager participants. Man, I wish people would pay attention and connect the dots. I really do. Do I have solutions for what to do against a despotic government who's decided that you're the enemy? None that I can say on a podcast. None that I really can communicate over the internet. But those solutions do exist. The first thing you do is you find a way so that you can live your life absolutely ignoring them, pretending they don't exist. 
detached from any of their interference. If that means you got to barter, then barter. You can barter goods and services. It's easy. <clears throat> if it means you got to fight, you know, running for elections or protesting or whatever, we got to be more clever. Whatever it is that we decide to do, it has to be much more painful. These people actually need to be shown that they need to be afraid. Not for their physical safety, necessarily. At least not yet. But at some point, you're going to be afraid for your physical safety. And at that point, I say gloves off. When they get you to the point where you're afraid for your actual physical safety, afraid for what they will do to you, at that point, it's gloves off. One of my favorite quotes, or one of my favorite things that was actually said by Michael Malice, with whom I agree very little. But in this principle, he and I are definitely of one accord. The moment a politician says that they want to take away my ability to defend myself, supposedly for my safety, they're my enemy. There is nothing that we're going to negotiate on. And it doesn't matter what other stuff they may be pushing. The moment they start talking about infringing on my capacity to make sure that I and my family are safe, we're enemies. Enemies. Inimici. Why? Because there's nothing else that you have to say that's actually engaged in my safety. It's over. The discussion is over. The moment a politician says that they want to be able to affect how, well, my ability and how and in what way I am allowed to feed my family or provide shelter for my children, you are my enemy. Period. Full stop. We're not negotiating. There is no compromise. You want to restrict my freedom of movement by making certain products unavailable? Like money? Or gasoline-powered cars? You're my enemy. Because you are now infringing on my ability to conduct commerce. You are now infringing on my ability to feed and shelter my family. You are now infringing on everything that I need as a human being, as a husband and a father. And this message is going out to all the men. But you better pull your heads out of your behinds. Because the moment that a politician starts talking about limiting how I feed my family, how I shelter my children, how I conduct commerce, how and how I can protect them physically, emotionally, spiritually. You are my enemy. And there is no further discussion. Period. Full stop. There is no more negotiating. There is no compromise we can come to. Because all of that is de facto unreasonable and irrational. There is no compromise with that. You're going to interfere with my ability to worship my God? Well, newsflash. My God is God. Creator, the creator, the author, the finisher. You make yourself an enemy of me, you make yourself an enemy of him. And we can carry this up to the entire new level that it belongs. 
Now, we don't have to act on these things yet. And in truth, warfare for a Catholic looks completely different. Because not every martyr, in fact, actually very few martyrs, actually raise a weapon to fight in combat beyond a rosary. I mean, I mean a material, temporal weapon. Very few martyrs actually raise weapons to fight back. But we're not without those in history. Our version of warfare looks very different because it looks beyond the material, beyond the temporal, beyond the situation of here and now, and more for eternity. Eternity for our souls, eternity for the souls of our children, eternity for the souls of our family, and ultimately eternity for the soul of our nation. But we need to start looking at these people as who they are. They're enemies. They're enemies. They're they're your enemies. Whether or not you're even Catholic, these people are your enemies. If you're an American citizen, the U.S. government is actually your enemy. If you're a citizen of any nation on Earth, tragically, right now, I can still say the same thing, that the U.S. government is your enemy. They've made themselves your enemy by the way they conduct themselves. And if they ever get back to right values, if they ever get back to doing the right thing, to following that which is right and good and true and beautiful, then they'll cease being your enemy. But as incepted, as incepted as they currently are, as in currently incar- incarnated with the people who are running the show and all the various agencies, you make a mistake if you think any agent of the government is not your enemy. Because ultimately, they're all there to take away that which is rightfully yours. Even including your body. Was the hacking of the Ottawa trucker protest a government op? You'd be a fool if you thought it wasn't. It's that simple. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.